Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Wild card weekend is all set. We are done with the regular season, going into the playoffs. Jared Bailey with you as always on the pump fake, joined by my good friend Matt Ritter, Rim Sports Illustrated, Monday morning quarterback. Good to see you, buddy. What's going on? Um, a lot. You and I were going back and forth last night during that fiasco of a football game. Um, you know, it's it's the same song and dance that we do every week with the Buffalo Bills, isn't it? Especially in this. Uh, this five game win streak that they had down the stretch. Um, you know, Josh Allen said it after the game last night where, you know, last night was just kind of a microcosm of their season, kind of in a nutshell where they make a few dumb mistakes early. The defense kind of bailed them out. And uh, when they needed to make all the plays uh, in the game's most crucial moments, they did. And they came out on top and complete a, uh, a big comeback to, to win the division. So I actually, I, this is you and I are very divergent on on we are we are especially their quarterback. <laughs> they, they didn't do anything offensively to win that football game. They they got bailed out because the the Dolphins punter punted the ball seventy yards in the air on a line drive. Now listen, Hardy made a great return. They blocked it up. Yeah. The, the Bills' offense had to make one play at the end of that game and couldn't pick up six feet, and then had had to <laughs> hold on while Tua just through the, the uh, worst interception you'll ever see to Taylor Rapp. Um, like, this is why – look, I'm not trying to play contrarian, but, like, this is where we just were different on this. I watched that game. The Bills should have won that game by 20 points. Like, they were clearing away the better football team. And they almost lost that game because their quarterback can't stop turning the ball over. Like, that's point blank. Like, you could sit there now, – now, look, to be clear, the second pick I have no problem with. Yeah. Fourth down, what the hell, right? I don't have any issue with him throwing that ball. The first pick, he and Gabe Davis seemingly never on the same page, and that ball ends up being a pick. And then, as bad as the pick, he he misses Diggs on, on what should have been like he could have jogged in from midfield. Yeah. And he misses him on that throw. He fumbles the ball, and it gets recovered. Like now, look, he made some great plays too in that game. I'm not, I'm not trying to shortchange him. The the, the sure. scramble he had on third, it was like twelve or thirteen. Was thirteen, a, yeah, an incredible play, and he's probably the only player in the league that could have done that. Okay, so I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, he played awful. But there seems to be this romanticization of like the Josh Allen experience. The Josh Allen experience has never gotten a Super Bowl, and part of the reason is because it's a Josh Allen experience. Like that's part of the problem. And so, like, it's all fun and well when you pull it out of the fire. If he does that against Baltimore in the playoffs, he's going home. Like, that's where I look at that and I say, yeah, listen, they won and credit to him. That should have been a hell of a lot easier than it was. And if you look at the last three games, like, they've got a problem with this. Like, they have consistently needed to bail themselves out against inferior opponents. Maybe it doesn't matter in the playoffs, but I – I watched that game and it said, if I'm a Bills fan, like I'm happy they won, not feeling great. Like not the way I need them to look going into, a play, into the playoffs, but maybe someone would disagree. 
As somebody who is deeply invested in both Buffalo and the team that they're facing this weekend in Pittsburgh, um, as a Steelers fan, I've got zero confidence going into this week. Zero. But I'm also I also have no expectations. I didn't think that they'd be here in the first place. Sure. Um, sure. you know, granted that they've found this seemingly newfound offensive luck with Rudolph under center, I don't expect them to go out and get into a shootout with with Buffalo. Not to say that the Bills should take them lightly because we've seen teams do that in the past and we, we know how that works out. But uh, I don't think that they're – I don't think it's going to be, you know, a back-and-forth game uh, in wildcard week, and I think Buffalo should handle that with relative ease. Of all the games this weekend, that is the game that I would say I am the most confident in who's going to win. I would pick Buffalo. I agree with right. you. I will tell you, though, if you said to me, of all the favorites this weekend, who is the team – most likely to just go full pee pants for a full 60 minutes, them, them, them. Just four turnovers, mm -hmm. mental errors. I mean, McDermott was about ready to fight Allen at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Really, what? Like, that, like, he, McDermott was to the point at half. You could see in his face, he was like, I, like, what are we doing? Now, it was a great tackle by the Dolphins. I mean, credit to him. But, like, I think the Bills should win that game by three scores. I also would not be shocked if it's 17-17 with five minutes left. Mm -hmm. And the Bills are minus four in the turnover ratio. And it's just – I agree with you. I think the Bills win the game. But the, the Bills are under themselves. I just – they're going to have to play a lot better if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like the last night's not cutting it. You're just right. not – you're not beating great teams, especially if they got to go to Baltimore. So you're just not going to beat them playing like that. You're not. And I – that was kind of my takeaway from that game. I also think, frankly, and th this is not a discredit to Buffalo in any way. I think Miami's kind of a dead team walking at this point. Yeah. It's like they're kind of just cooked. But, you know, we're going to see. They go to Arrowhead this weekend, so we'll see what they've got. Yeah, that was my next question to you because, you know, the Dolphins, the, the whole storyline with Miami this year has been, oh, my goodness, they can't beat anybody. And they beat Dallas, which is nice, but they're 1-5 against teams that are in the playoffs this year, which is the worst amongst playoff teams. Um Tongue of Iloa, like if you look at what they did in the second half alone, they went three and out, four plays punt, three and out, three and out, four plays interception, game over. That's yep. what they did in the second half. Yes. Tumultuous. Um, a lot of that can be credited to the fact, okay, Jalen Phillips is gone, Bradley Chubb is gone, they didn't have Xavier Howard. I get all that. Um, what, what's your confidence level with Miami uh, this weekend facing a Chiefs team that even though they've been uh, dealing with a lot themselves, do you think uh, that Kansas City uh, – might get upset. Do you feel confident in the Chiefs? What's your thoughts? I think the Bills are the most likely team to win this weekend. Um, just straight up, like no like line involved or right. anything, just like win the game. I think the Chiefs are the second most likely team mm -hmm. to win. I am not somebody, even though I'm sure most people listen to this know I'm a Chiefs fan. I I have not been high in the Chiefs at all down the stretch. They've played well offensively. Defensively, they've been great all year long. Offensively, they've been a mess. Um, they played better against Cincinnati, but I mean, look, the Bengals defense isn't good either. I don't put a ton of stock into that. What I will say is this though, if there is, if there's one matchup this weekend, personnel wise, I just say that is the biggest mismatch in the sport this weekend. It's Steve Spagnuolo against Tua. That is the, I mean, that is just, I think the Chiefs are basically going to put him in prison for 60 minutes. I think what's coming. Like, first of all, Miami's got to go down there. It's going to be zero. Feeling yeah. like negative 10. On top of that, like Tua, it's not like Tua grew up playing in Cleveland. Like Tua grew up in Hawaii <laughs> with Alabama. And now, like, I mean, this is 
Not great. I think they've won one time in his career when it's below 50 degrees. Um, really? Yes. They're one in like nine, I think, in his mm. career in those in those scenarios. And I know the Dolphins in their last 10 games, I think it was when it's below 40, they're, they're 0-10. They just bored. They do not play well in cold weather. And that is an offense that they've been pretty open about the fact that crowd noise is a big problem for them because of motions. Well, have fun with this weekend. You're going to Arrowhead. It's going to feel like negative 10. And I know most are probably plays and Waddle probably plays and Hill's going to play. They're all beat up. None of them are hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think defensively the Chiefs also pose the issue of the Chiefs can match up with them one-on-one with Snead and McDuffie. They can just play him. They're not going to sit in some soft zone. They're not going to back up. They're going to get on the line of scrimmage. They're going to challenge them constantly. They're going to blitz like crazy. And they're just going to say, look, we don't respect anybody else in this team outside of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And that's what's going to happen. I think Miami's only path to winning this game is run the ball for 200 yards. I think that's Mm -hmm. literally what it's going to take to win the football game. I think Spagnuolo knows that. So I think a lot of their blitzes are also going to be run blitzes where they're just going to shoot gaps and say, look, you may get us on a couple, but we're going to get you on negative plays. And defensively, I actually would have really liked Miami's defense against the Chiefs in this game. The problem is they have no edge rush now. And I don't know if Howard's playing. And even if he plays the game, he's another guy who's limited. Holland, same deal. Like, I think this game's like 27 to 10. I, mm-hmm. I just don't. Now, you know, but the Chiefs have proven all year long that they can beat themselves any way you want to play. But like. Yeah, I think I think of all the games this weekend, the Bills and the Chiefs, those are the two games I look at. Like, I just don't see the other team winning. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are down to what? Emmanuel Ogbon, Melvin Ingram is their predominant edge rushers now. Christian Wilkins is still there. He's he's uh, some Zach Sealer as well. Like, they yep. got the interior presences, but it's just the edge stuff that will... Uh... That's, that's part of the issue. Like, the matchup in this game is, like, if you're the Chiefs, the edges are the problem. The interior, they've got Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney and Trey Smith. Like, they'll deal with your interior pressure all day long. Plus, Mahomes yeah. is mobile. That's the other part of this game. One quarterback can run, and the other one can't. Yeah. Like, if Miami gets pressure, Mahomes can run out of the pocket, pick up some yardage, extend the play. With Tua, if they get pressure, it's over. That's it. It's a wrap. And I think you saw last night, like, one thing with him, and it's true throughout his career, if you can get Tua to have to hitch and pull the ball, and it's over. The play's over. It's just – and Spagnolo in this game, you're going to see a lot of looks in this game. They're just going to say, fine, beat us. Beat, like, make it happen, man. Here it comes. And I – at some point, he's probably going to throw a pick. He's probably going to take a sack. And I I just – I think this is a really hard game for Miami. If Miami is totally healthy, I, I, I'd i feel a lot better about saying, hey, it's a coin flip. They're so beat up. The weather, the the, the atmosphere at this game, and the, other, and the experience. The Chiefs have been there a million times in these games. Like this for the, for the Dolphins outside of a guy like Hill and Ramsey, this is the biggest game a lot of these guys have ever played in. For the yeah. Chiefs, this is like a preseason game in terms of how amped up they're going to get. I mean, it's just they, they play in these games all the time. So I think all that stuff kind of tilts in Kansas City's favor. If Tua does have a game like you predict he will where he struggles and the Chiefs win convincingly, how loud are the Dolphins' questions at quarterback? You know, there's a lot of talk right now, like, is McDaniel going to have to find his Stafford? Um, how loud are these conversations going to be about, okay, maybe Tua isn't the guy and they might look elsewhere? Maybe not going into this season, but – they haven't paid him yet, and the options will be there in the future should they decide to look elsewhere. Um, I think I think that if you're Miami, look, I mean, 
if he plays like crap this weekend, you're not going to go out and give him an extension of like five years and $250 million. Right. But at the same point, I don't think you're moving off of him. I mean, he just led the league in passing yardage. So the problem with Tua is he's good enough to win games with, but in my opinion, he's not good enough to win big games with. And that's a hard thing. Like you see a lot of quarterbacks like that get employed for a long time. They they tease you, man. They win 11, 12 games. You're like, Hey, this guy, maybe, you know, if we just get the right guys around them. I I just think for Miami at some point you got to You're going to have to make the decision. Like, are we going to pay this guy 50 million a year? And if you pay him 50 million a year, he better be the guy. Cause Mm -hmm. if he's not, you're screwed. And when I look at Miami, like I looked at that game last night and I don't know how you felt watching it. I can imagine I was watching that game second half of the game. I'm like, this this guy is no chance. This guy's yeah. no chance. And like, look, and, I, and again, this isn't to denigrate Buffalo. Buffalo's not the still curtain out there. I mean, they're not a bad defensive team, but you know they've got injuries. They, they're missing guys. Right. Like this is a team that I think if you look at them, you'd say, hey, especially with Douglas out, like you can throw on them a little bit. You know, as long as as long as protection holds up, you couldn't do anything. And, and a lot of it, truthfully, was just missing guys. Like. Hill high, behind Hill, in front of Hill. I mean, I thought one of the key plays in that game was that second – or excuse me, it was first and 15, and he hit him for 14 yards, and they and they overturned it because the ball hit the ground. Yeah. But that's the throw you got to make, man. He's wide open. Like, hit him with it. He had another ball that if he hit Hill in stride, he would have been gone for a touchdown. It was a crosser, and he and he threw it, like, down and away. And it's it just – those are the ty- types of throws that I look at. You know, there were a couple other balls that I call hospital balls where he would just like loft it out. And you're like, man, you can't do that against a yeah. good team. That's going to get you killed. That is going to, I mean, that is going to get one of your receivers in a hospital ward. Like you can't. And by the way, that's another reason in this game on Sunday or Saturday night, like colder it is, the harder the ball is, slicker it is. One quarterback in that game is not going to have any problem driving it. That's not going to yeah. be an issue. And the other one, I don't know, man. Is that ball just going to sail? Is it going to – I mean, that is – it's a lot different playing in Miami than it is in Kansas City in in January. I mean, it's just – but, no, I don't think they're going to move on. I just think they're kind of stuck right now. They need him to get better. and I don't know that he can get much better. Yeah, like the last two plays of the game, I think, were a perfect example of that because the play before the interception, he kind of hung one up and Taylor Rapp came over, batted down, was almost picked off by, I think, Christian Benford. And then the the very next play – it might have been a, a miscommunication because he was throwing it to Chase Claypool. Let's keep that in mind. Um, so he might have whatever. Yeah, it was, that's his I, first problem. Yeah. Like, like why? Like what? Do you, for, and by the way, not the, the, the that ball. I don't give a damn whether or not you want to sit there and say, "Well, there's miscommunication." Bro, he threw it at double coverage. I mean, there right. is no window where that ball is getting completed. Zero. And it's a ball. Where you're like, why? I mean, fourth and ten or something. Hey, man, I get it. You're trying sure. to make a play. It's second and ten. Like what? What are you looking at? And we still a lot of time left too. It's not like there's only like fourteen seconds left. Like they still had, I think, a minute. You also have to know who you are. Like if you're Josh Allen, you're Patrick Mahomes. You got that kind of an arm, and you can. Hey man, I can just gun it in here through the window of shoebox. Okay, fine. You're Tua. You're not gunning the ball in anywhere. Like stop trying to do that. It, It was a brutal, brutal interception. Uh, in terms of, uh, by the way, hello, Adidia. You got a fan in the chat, Rotoram. Um, Good. Thank but, you. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Um, uh, sticking in the AFC, though, um, CJ Stroud, talking about guys who look like they're the guy. He looks like he's the guy and then some. Um, his performance right. against the uh, the Colts on Saturday to clinch a playoff spot for Houston, him and D'Amico Ryans become 
the first rookie head coach quarterback duo since Andrew Luck and Chuck Pagano to get in the playoffs their first year together. Uh, it's been a special year for Houston. Um, it looked like it could be dead in the water when CJ Stroud gets hurt. They win a game with Case Keenum and uh, are able to battle their way to a wild card spot. And not just wild, winning the AFC South, by the way. So um, not a lot of people having that on their bingo card. Um, but the way that he looks, man, this is going to be a fun matchup because the Browns have the best defense in football. Right. Um, and we're going to see... Um, we saw this matchup a few weeks ago in Cleveland completely owned Houston. Yeah. I'm excited to see what CJ Stroud does against this defense at home. What, uh, what say you in terms of the, the matchup? I think, I mean, by far in the AFC, this is the most intriguing matchup in terms of competitiveness. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I think the other two games might be over going into the fourth quarter. This game, um, really interesting game, really interesting game. I, you mentioned the, the previous matchup. Keenum was playing, not Stroud in that game. Right. The Texans couldn't generate any offense. Um, I I think this is going to come down to can Flacco not turn the ball over? Because everybody's been like, oh, look at this game he's playing. He's great. Look at what he's doing. He's throwing 10 picks. Okay. Like, he's throwing 10 picks. I mean, there are guys who played all year long after throwing 10 picks. You cannot do that and and succeed in any meaningful way. You you can't. I mean, that, if he throws two picks in this game, they're losing. So, now the flip side of that is, if you're Cleveland, you look at you look at Nico Collins and go, he's it. I mean, if we if we can stop Nico Collins and feel pretty good about your chances in this game, so you're going to get Denzel Ward and you're going to get a lot of that. And with Schwartz, you know he's going to blitz and he's going to speed you up and all the rest of it. So, I think it's a really interesting game. I'm I slightly like Cleveland. I just think they're the more complete team. But Stroud's the real deal, man. Like he could have games up for 400 yards, and it wouldn't shock me. And and Cleveland's road home splits with their defense have been insane. They're not good on the road defensively. I like Cleveland, but I think it's a really tight game, and I think it's one of the hardest games to pick this weekend. Asking about the AFC South, just because you know they were another team that was uh, amongst the focal points of play of the playoffs yesterday. Um, if I had to give you the option of taking one quarterback going forward. Uh, are you taking C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? Because I know that Lawrence has gotten a lot of backlash over the past 24 hours, really the last month. You know, he's playing hurt, playing banged up. Um, half of his interceptions have been thrown in the final month of the season where he's just dealt with a ton of injuries. But if you had to, to take one going forward right now, are you taking C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence? Yes, fairly, fairly easily. Yes. Mm. Um, Trevor Lawrence is kind of like – I think we've kind of crossed over from at first it was like, hey, look at this guy, look how well he's played. To like, okay, he's kind of overrated a little bit. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to hot take this thing and say, oh, all of a sudden now he didn't make the playoffs. Look at Trevor Lawrence. But like that's a disaster with that team. Complete collapse. Okay. I mean, let's be real here. If that was Justin Herbert, everybody and their mother would be piling on. And by the yeah. way, me included. Okay. Yeah. The, like Trevor Lawrence deserves a lot of crap for that. I don't want to hear about, like, well, you know, the rest of the team. Okay. I mean, I watched Mahomes go to the AFC title game his, his rookie – well, his second year, but his first year starting. Right. The man dragged a garbage dump of a defense to the AFC. I mean, bro, if you go back and look at the film of that defense, it should come with, like, an R rating, maybe even NC-17. <laughs> it was ridiculous how bad that defense was. Now, you could sit there and say, well, that Hill and Kelsey, fine. I get it. They couldn't do – anything defensively the entire year and they went to the AFC title game they went to overtime against new england like 
I understand that Jacksonville's defense stinks. You had, for the most part, I know it's not at the end of the year, Christian Kirk, Jay Jones, if Evan Ingram, if Calvin Ridley, if Travis Etienne, you can't get to the playoffs in the AFC South. Can't you can't beat Jake Browning in that game? You kidding me? <laughs> you can't beat Ryan Tannehill with your season on the line. You can't win that game. That's a joke. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. If you're an upper echelon quarterback, you win that game. You just do. And he he didn't play well in that game. There were a couple of picks, one of which wasn't totally his fault. The other one was completely his fault. Right. He didn't play well. Like at some point. If you're an elite quarterback, yeah, man, I got to see you play better than that. And, and, you know, for the record, in the playoffs last year, he was not good. He threw four picks against the Chargers. I know they came back and won. I get it. He did not play well in that football game. And then he went to Arrowhead and didn't play well in that game either. And for the year, when you look at his numbers, he threw 21 touchdowns and 14, 14 picks. picks. That yeah. sucks. I mean, let's just call it what it is. That sucks. Who the hell's happy about that? I think his pass rating was what, like 88.5, if I'm not it's mistaken? Not, yeah, it was, yeah, 88.5. Yeah. You, you know, more threw for more yards in one last game? CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. And he threw more touchdowns, 23 to 21, and he threw five picks. Like, to me, it's not even a conversation. I'd absolutely rather have CJ Stroud. I think a lot of conversations are going to be had in Jacksonville this offseason because they didn't do a lot in the offseason to make that team better. Right. You know, from the from the nine and eight record that they were at last year is going to be a lot of okay. Is Trent Balky going to stick around? Are they what are they going to do in terms of the play calling situation with Peterson and Press Taylor? There's a lot that needs needs evaluated uh, in Duval. But um, the most emotional playoff game, arguably this week, Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit facing yeah. the facing the Detroit Lions with the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think anybody expected the Rams to be in this spot coming into the year. They were playing a lot of young guys on defense, relying a lot on late round draft picks on both sides of the ball. Um, And then in the last month and a half, two months of the season, Matthew Stafford just became a top five quarterback. Puka Nakua had a fantastic year. Obviously Cooper cup has been really good for a long time. Kyron Williams, they put everything together and they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, In terms of teams that I expect or would probably put on upset alert the most. I think the Rams are my favorite as a dog this week to go into Detroit and win. It's the game I'm most intrigued in this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you uh, on all counts, which means, of course, the Lions win by 30. But I, I, I'm i with you. Um, the Lions' defense has not been good now the last couple of months. And the Rams have won seven of the last eight games. And the Rams yeah. have a lot of weapons on offense, man. Like a lot of them. Nakua and Cup and Kyron Williams and of course you got Stafford, pretty good offensive line. Like that team, they'll be tough. They'll be tough to beat. And Plus, uh, Detroit, Detroit might be without Sam Laporta, depending on what his status is going to yeah, be. That, so was, so that was a brilliant move playing them in week two. Yeah, two, not great, not great. Smart, smart move. I, I was, I was also catatonic as the Chiefs kept playing Chris Jones uh, yesterday because they're like, he got hey, paid. <laughs> got to get him his incentive. Like Jesus, just cut him the damn check. Oh, my God. <laughs> You kidding me? The guy's got two Super Bowl rings for the organization. Can't give him right. one point two five million, but in any event, um, all's well that ends well. He got paid and he got out healthy. But yeah, I mean, look, man, I think, I think from from a, a competitive perspective, I think it is probably the best game. I'll tell you right now, if I'm the Niners, I don't want to face the Rams. Nope. That is the one game. If I'm San Francisco, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm all set. I don't want to play that game. I'll play the winner of the Bucks Eagles. No problem. They'll kill that team. You know, Dallas, I actually think, could give a decent representation of themselves. I know they have not matched up great with the Niners, but like I could see them actually having a decent game. 
They're my Super Bowl pick. I'm still riding that shield. It was before the season for me. I'm taking the Niners at this point. But I I think, you know, we can, I guess, get that in a quick second here. But I I think the Rams win. I think it's a good game. I think it's a close game. Um, I just think the Rams are playing better right now. Um, What – run it down. Who are the six teams you're taking this weekend? Um, In the NFC, um, Rams, Cowboys. What's the other game? It's escaping my mind right now. I'll take the Eagles, but it's going to be just a disgrace to football. That's all. Um, I feel. That'll, and both counts, yes. Yeah, and then I'll take uh, the Bills. I'll take I'll take Houston. I'm not confident about it though. Just I'll, I'm taking the quarterback uh, in terms of who I'm leading yeah. in their, the home team. And again, I'm I'm, I'm missing a game. Casey, Miami. Yes, Casey, Miami. I'll, yeah, the Chiefs. So I think those are th- those are my six for the week. So what's fascinating is if Cleveland, if your picks are right. They're all the same as mine except for the Cleveland-Houston game. Mm. Cleveland wins. And all those other picks wins. Of course, that won't happen because that's just the way the world is. But like, sure. if that happens, the divisional round is insane. The divisional round is Cleveland and Joe Flacco at Baltimore. Oh, It is the Rams at the 49ers. Mm. It is the Eagles at the Cowboys. And the only non-divisional matchup feels like a divisional matchup, Kansas City at Buffalo. I think that we all deserve that as football fans. That would be insane. It'd be crazy. But storyline wise, I think going in by itself would make it the best like storyline divisional round in I don't know, maybe history. I'd have to go back and look. But it'd be pretty damn good. It would be yeah. and the funny thing is, in my at least in my opinion, any of those teams could win those games. Yeah. Yeah. Like There'd be certain, certainly you'd have favorites and whatnot. Like I probably out of those four, I'd probably be most confident in like Dallas and Baltimore, um, just because Philly's not playing well and, and Cleveland. Like that's that's tough. Plus you got to go in and play play teams off a bye and really off a yeah. double bye. Kansas City and Buffalo. That game might be a game that actually is is like a five part like the siege at that point. I feel like <laughs> Where the game just goes in like triple overtime and people are staggering <laughs> out of it like it's you know like it's a football version of of a battle, um, but although I'll be fair, I think I think Buffalo would win the game, I do, um, but um, which is funny because I've actually sampled like I've asked people around about that and like it's it's absolutely split down the middle. Some people are like, yeah, you know, I think Buffalo would win that game. Other people are like, yeah, if Kansas City gets there, like that's that's what I'm riding with. But we'll you know we'll save that for another day. But that would be a fascinating divisional round. That'd be a really yeah. really interesting divisional round. Yeah, it would be, especially for Buffalo, because going into last year, I think a lot of people penciled it in as the Chiefs, like you know, quote unquote, lag year, and then they win the Super Bowl. When in reality, it could be this year where they're just, hey, this isn't the same team, especially offensively. This could be the year. I'll tell you what, the AFC fascinates me from this perspective. No, I can't remember a year where there is more pressure. The Bills and the Ravens. Yeah. You got to win, man. Like, whoever doesn't get to the Super Bowl, maybe both of them don't get there. Who knows? You look at them go, oh my God, like that is a disaster. That's it. Like, that is just like if Kansas City went to Buffalo and beat the Bills, that's a funeral. Yep. Yep. Like, I can't, especially this year where the Chiefs have been such a mess. I'll, uh, I don't mean to hijack the show here, but I, as you know, I got to get out of here. But I'm curious, and I'll give you mine. Who are the teams that you think can? Who are these? Who are the teams you think either can get to or win the Super Bowl? It might be the same list, frankly. But um, who do you, who do you think can at least get to the Super Bowl? I think there's miracle happening. 
I think there's five that I can say can get there. I still put the Chiefs in just because they've been there, done that, and it wouldn't necessarily shock me. Dallas, San Francisco, Baltimore, Buffalo are my other four. Okay. I think – yeah, I think I'm probably with you. I Baltimore for sure, the Niners for sure, obviously. Um, I have hesitancy with Dallas, but I, I – I, my God, you just know how they're going to end this season. You know it's coming. It's going to – they're going to lose a game that they shouldn't. I, um, I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay beat them. I really would be. I, I really – Honestly, God, I've got a, I love going in there and throwing for 400 yards in that game. Jordan Love has quickly become one of my favorite players in the league. To watch. Watch. He's incredible. I wrote a feature on him before the season. I spent time with him one on one. Great guy. Um, I would not be shocked they won, but yeah, I mean, look, you got to put Dallas in there. Yeah, put Buffalo in there, and then I'm with you with the Chiefs. I mean, I like I wouldn't pick them right now, but they're also the kind of team like if they get to the AFC Championship game, you're gonna be like, Jesus. This team's gonna do it again. Yeah. Like, yep. They're one of those teams. If you're in the AFC, you're like, I really hope Miami wins. Because if they start rolling, like if they if they just annihilate Miami, like if they play right. their best game of the year and they go to Buffalo, you're gonna look at that game and be like, oh my God. This is like <laughs> you have to use your vernacular. This is like WrestleMania three at the Silver Dome, where you're just like, Oh my god, what's happening? You know, it's it's Andre and it's and it's Hogan and whoever wins this thing. I almost feel in an odd way, even though it's disrespectful to Baltimore, if that game materializes, whoever wins that game, you're going to be like, that team's going to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Like, almost like that game is so big because of the history and the quarterbacks. But they got to both get there. I mean, the, both of these teams, I look at the Chiefs and Bills very similarly. I wouldn't be shocked if either one of them got to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting here next week going, can you believe they lost at home? I mean, it's just who knows? That's what makes it fun. It will be a lot of fun. I know you got to get out of here, so I'll let you go. We'll do this more. We'll do this more next week if you're free. It'll be a lot of uh, a lot of good conversation to have. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Pump Fake, whether it's on YouTube or Twitter, listening to us as a podcast. Appreciate you. We'll be back later on in the week with Matt Perino talking Bills, Steelers ahead of uh, their wildcard matchup. So we'll see you later on in the week. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Pump Fake. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.